everyone. Thanks for pressing play on the Town Crier podcast. How are you doing, everybody? This is Nathan Holtz, your co-host, and I'm John Michaels, your co-pilot. Oh man, we're we've got a we've got a real doozy for you today. We're so excited. We're getting such great feedback on the last episode and the new format, so we want to keep that rolling around. Uh, my name's Nate. We're and John. Uh, my name isn't Nate and John, but we've got John here and I got Nate here and, uh, we're the criers. We're the town crier podcast. We're so excited. Yeah, we are. We're two men that love to cry. There's nothing wrong with it. People. It's actually quite uh, cathartic. It's cathartic. It's, it's, it's Therapeutic. encouraged. Yeah. I, f- do you think there's a time where you could cry too much, John? Uh, only when I'm watching the movie Titanic. That's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much it. It's the music, people. They put the music in at the perfect time. Is that um, James th- Horner? James Horner. Okay. The the I I remember I remember going to I was doing a tour with a very funny kid Parker Munson, and I was going. We were going down to uh, Kansas City from Des Moines, and then we were going to St. Louis, and we ran out of music. Like on my phone because <laughs> it was such a long thing. So I, I down, I, I subscribed to Sirius Radio, and it's the nicest thing I've ever done for myself. Just I <laughs> love Sirius Radio, but the Titanic song came on, and I was ju- I cranked it all the way right. <laughs> Right, uh, and oh, we were you just, do it such justice. Too. I was doing, I was just <laughs> screaming the lyrics at this punk rock little kid who's like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't think he was born when the movie came out. So probably not. Probably not, dude. I've officially reached an age where, like, I'll make a joke about the song "Fat Lip" by Sum Forty One, and everybody that works with me is like, "What?" And I'm just like, "Oh, damn it, I'm old." I was in English class, uh, and I made a Dark Side of the Moon reference joke. That the teacher loved because him and I are both into like stoner, you know, like 70s classic rock kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And the entire class just sit there like just big eyed. And my my professor was like, whoa, none of you know what Dark Side of the Moon is by Pink Floyd? And the, everyone's like, no, no. And I'm like. It's an iconic album. Like I wasn't born when it was around either, but like it's they an probably iconic. all have a T-shirt of it though. Like, it's really cool. Rainbow's coming out of a triangle in space, man. So I literally burned a copy for everyone in my class for the next period. <laughs> I was just like, "Listen to this; it'll change your life." You're in college now. <laughs> oh my god! Because I was like album, a too. I was like a senior in a freshman English class, so it was. Uh, they could all appreciate the song "Time." I yeah. mean, now especially. Yeah. So most I I sure I saw a bunch of them in the garbage by the end of the day. So oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's Those people suck. They didn't have CD players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Well, that, what, that's that's actually really cool that you did that. I I respect you for that. Uh, yeah, I Dark Side of the Moon is one of my like pivotal albums in my my music taste. Uh, you know, oh yeah, journey. I couldn't pick. A, I think my favorite Floyd album is probably "Wish You Were Here." Absolutely, uh, favorite. It's actually my number th- top three albums ever. Really, of all oh, time wow. is "Wish You Were Here." No, I fr- I love that uh, we talked about "Wish You Were Here" as soon as the minute they hit four twenty on our. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be that person, but I uh, no, I love. Okay, so "Shine On You Crazy Diamond" alone, the beginning oh. and endings are just phenomenal. But my fav- my favorite 
Floyd song of all time is Have a Cigar. I just freaking yeah. love Have a Cigar. We I love how it's same. different because there's a new singer on it. I should know his name, but I don't. That's another thing we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> you like Have a Cigar? I, have a Cigar is one of my favorite. I tried to – I spent so much time uh, when I first got my – when I start, started collecting vinyl, I spent so much time trying to get a stencil of the Wish You Were Here. Right, everyone can do the dark side of the moon, no problem. I tried to make a stencil of the flaming person and the other person on Wish You Were Here. Like that was my goal. God, that's such a God, that's such a cool album. It's such a great album. It's such a great album. Well, and you can listen to the whole thing and like, isn't it like about an hour or even less? Yeah, it's just under. It's it's like the perfect like if you have something to do, but you 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 have to do like an hour to do it. Just put that album on while you do it. Like, I usually listen to that album when I'm cleaning or something that I don't want to do. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I need to put it on more. I, I do miss that album. I, I haven't listened to it in a while. Well, when what... I was at the height of my, like, uh, addictions and, like, hide, trying to hide it from my parents, I would, like, drive around and, like, smoke uh, weed out of a one-hitter and listen to that song. And as soon as it got to the part where the singing would start and the shine on you crazy diamond, which I think was part two, is when I'd start turning around and head home. He's like, nobody knows where you are. <laughs> how near or how far? Like, what a great yeah. God. I could just talk about Pink Floyd all day. Oh, uh, what what made you cry this week? Let's get into it. What made me cry this week? You know, it was a rare week where I didn't really cry too much. I actually cried thinking about our podcast just because I love my mom so much <laughs> but i called her after it and she and i had a nice long conversation well, i was just i was gonna ask about that follow-up did you did you call your mom you guys had a good I did. Call? yeah i did she's doing great she and my dad have got a whole bunch of trips planned for the summer so when she was telling me all about her plans i was like okay fomo like <laughs> she, she's going to the pacific northwest she's going to the oregon coast she's gonna go see her grandkids get their first communion on easter and all this stuff and so i was like hey you know good for you mom like she deserves you know some nice stuff so yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I just I just miss her, you know, when you live away from them. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's one thing you're lucky about is you're not too far. I mean, you're a few hours drive, but uh, not too far from your folks. Yeah, my parents, my parents, my uh, parents, my parents are the point where they're concerned about bothering us. They visit so often. Not right now because of the <laughs> coronavirus, but like before, you know, like my <laughs> like they're they're like there's considering getting an apartment in Sioux Falls at one point. You know what I mean? Like they were. They were pretty, but they were like, no, then our kids won't actually want to see us. <laughs> I think it's cute, though, because they just they're so excited about grandkids. Oh, like, they love it. I was talking because I, I wanted to be a priest, too, when I was growing up. I, I, I know because you went to seminary and I had I had fallen out of out of love with the Lord before the end of high school. Well, and I I found out that women exist. Um <laughs> And how much I love them. Uh, well, one, I love one. I've been, I'm a serial monogamist, but, uh, the, the, uh, I, my, I was talking to my mom and I thought she was so proud that I wanted to be a priest when I was growing up. She's like, yeah, but I really wanted grandchildren more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, who knows with how quickly the church is drying up on priests, they might be uh, marrying soon. Then you could, uh, have double career. No, thanks. No, thank yeah. you. The question for you. Yeah. Well, I should probably talk about why. What made me emotional. Um, did you didn't talk about – yeah, so you talked to your mom, right? Oh, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a crying thing. It was just real therapeutic yeah. you know, talking to my mother. That's good. 
I really didn't cry this week, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Too tired to cry because you've been go you've been getting through in the ringer at work, right? Oh my god, yeah, just retail and and my company decided not to hire as many people this this season, so they uh, are asking people if they want to work overtime, which is great, but it's just kicking my ass, it's kicking my ass. I I whenever I'm working like extra, I always just think about the thing I'm going to buy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a good point. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to get new headphones for the podcast. What uh, am I going to waste this money on? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We're saving all that uh, that stimming money for a, a new kitchen, so I've I've kind of been trying to. Oh, you're saving money. Good for you. Sure. <laughs> What's sure. that like? Uh listen. It's only been when money comes that's not, <laughs> you know, like oh, we got. You know, hundred bucks for well, our, our anniversary. You got an extra fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred for that kid. Yeah, but the, she also needs things. You know. What I mean? Oh, do they though? <laughs> she a little does. bit of rum when they're teething. <laughs> she does. She does. Um, I so I got I got kind of emotional. Um, I was obviously we had uh, the big Chuck episode yes or uh, last week and and uh, that was. That was pretty cathartic for me, uh, but I had a couple people reach out to me, um, you know. So that was that was really touching. But I've been I've been obsessed with a Netflix television show, and it's not very cry emotional. Um, it's uh, Is it Bridgerton. No, it's it's a uh, Formula One drives to survive. <sighs> it's a Formula One like racing drama. They kind of follow the drivers and stuff like that. And it is insane how interesting is it, it is. Is it like reality TV kind of? Yeah. It's like it's their real drivers and everything. It's oh, not yeah. like dramatized. No, okay. no. It's like it's like they follow the 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 Formula One season. And the drivers hate doing the interviews uh now. Like they kinda liked it in the beginning. They're like, Oh, we get to be, you know, on Netflix and stuff. And now they're like they're openly like flicking off the camera. Every time they get seen, you know, <laughs> so they can't use the shots. Aren't they all much. angry Europeans too? Not all European, but yeah, they're all angry. And the, and there, there's a lot of people that die in that shit, right? Not. Um, Formula One has become one of the uh, very safe, right? They've they've put in a lot of rules and regulations to keep drivers safe. Um, but they did just have one last season. They had a, a person die. And it, very famous person, right? Was it Hamilton or whatever? No, Lewis Hamilton. I I hope uh, not. I don't don't some, ruin this. Somebody, uh, somebody. Well, I don't th know. there was a. I, I I follow the news enough that there's like little articles that pop up about it, and I'll be like, oh, someone died in that surprise because it looks incredibly dangerous. The Formula Two, Formula. Someone died in Formula Two race, which is like the. Oh, know, there's two formulas, so it's like there's several formulas. I think there's like. There's, I think there's more. I don't know enough about it. I don't know anything about racing, really. Neither do I. I, I, I know that we sell a NASCAR shirt at Target, and a lot of fat people buy it. <laughs> You're out of double XLs, huh? <laughs> just joking. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm sure skinny people buy it, too. I'll look at the sizes. I just know there's never a 2X. <laughs> <laughs> when you get back into stand-up, I would like you to, to come back as the character, as the gay NASCAR fan. Oh God! I couldn't even pretend to like NASCAR. Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Jeff Gordon. Oh, that mustache looks so handsome. I'm just not. I just love how they all have names that are so hickish too. Like, uh, I got to think of a few of them here. 
But I just I was like, Biffle, Greg Biffle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember when I used to watch ESPN a lot, and they'd have like that one like half hour of NASCAR coverage where everybody gets up to take a shit, you know? It's and like, I'd like sit there and watch it every once in a while, and just their names are so funny. It's like, well, here comes Greg Biffle. He's followed by Jeff Gordon, and here comes up on the right there, uh, Mike Mike. Mc- what were their names? God, it's just names that when you hear, you're just like that person loves old country buffet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Bush driving the M M&M and M car. Yeah, Kyle Bush. Oh, Kyle Bush. M&Ms. Why do they all M&Ms. sound like they were in a fraternity in Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> Just corn-fed good old boys. Uh, <laughs> corn-fed good old boys. <laughs> just... <laughs> Denny but, Hamlin. But here's the thing. One. That sounds like a platter you'd get at, uh, at like Denny's. <laughs> Can I get the Denny Hamlin? Oh, hell yeah. It comes with two sure as fast fucking fast eggs. We got every type of ham on the Danny Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> and some non-ham. We got beef ham, pork ham. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Southerners with Coke. You want a Sprite Coke or you want a like a Mr. Pib Coke? <laughs> uh, I I actually oh. like NASCAR. I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those fools. I, I oh I'm sorry I was making fun of you. No no. And no. anybody listening that loves NASCAR, we love you. I'm sure it's no. Great. I it's I, I never thought I'd enjoy it. I I don't watch it. Don't get me wrong. I don't follow it. But like when it's on, I like watching it. I'll watch like the last few laps of a race when people start running out of gas and you realize like they 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 risked it too much because there mm. actually is a lot of uh, strategy. Completely slow down. It's because they overshot their chances on how much gas they thought they had left and things like that. You know, things that get people real excited. <laughs> it's a fascinating <laughs> sport. And like the technology that goes into it, like the cheating is a whole other part of the game. Like. Oh, yeah, that's right. When you can, like, hit people in the back of their car so they kind of, like, fly up a bit and, like, cause a whole bunch of other people to wreck. Well, and it's just, like, even as far as the car, because the cars have to be almost exactly the same, right? But, like, you can put, like, little things. And so, like, people, the cheating is kind of the game. It's 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 fascinating. Like, finding the loopholes where you can you can add this or shave that off and stuff like that. But. Interesting. Um, you know. I was gonna say we should go back to music because NASCAR is interesting, but music is way more fun to talk. Well, about. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> ask you. So we we kind of talked about it beforehand, but like we didn't, we didn't have really good crying topics today. So, do you remember a concert that made you emotional? It doesn't necessarily bring you to tears, but just like emotional. Oh yeah, when I got when I got to see Elton John, but I was in like the nosebleeds. Like it was so. It's when Elton John came to Sioux Falls for the farewell Yellowbrick Road tour. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it was just like just seeing being in the same building as Elton John was really emotional because he's just such a huge like influence of mine or just one of my favorites. And so it was when as soon as he came out on stage and he opened up the show with like a, one of his lesser known songs, it was that I love. And it was just really, really cool. I just wish I was closer. I was so freaking far up in that Sanford Premier Center. Like Elton was like a little sparkly pink dot, but it was. It was still just so freaking fun and, and just, you know, just to be able to say you went to one of his concerts. Oh, yeah. What about you, though? I, I mean, I've gotten pretty emotional at a lot of concerts, but I think the, mo- the most recent one that I've gotten the most emotional at was uh, Paul Simon. 
Oh my god, you got to see Paul Simon. I got to see Paul Simon. Luckily, so my my in-laws are very very into music. Uh we don't always agree, but that we're we're very like we have a lot of overlap, which is uh-huh. cool. Um and it's 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 kind of neat. Like we so they take me to see Bruce Springsteen a couple times. We went and saw oh my Paul god. Simon. Did they get good seats at these concerts? It's not the it's not the seats you're thinking of, but they're very good seats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what, what we get. Like when we went and saw Paul Simon, we were just slightly behind the stage to the oh, wow. left of it. So it'd be stage left. Um, mm. and so we could, you know, it was, it was pretty incredible. And this was at, uh, the XL, wherever they play the river center, wherever they In play the wild. Yeah. Yep. And did he, uh, sing Graceland? Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Hell yeah. It was the Graceland tour. Oh, it was the Graceland Tour. No, Homeward Bound Tour. Sorry. I was about to say, if it was the Graceland Tour, you would have been a fetus or like, like no, a sperm it was, cell. No, it was the Homeward Bound Tour. And I, I did get frustrated. I'm so sick of people's encore bullshit. Oh, really? I'm so sick of the encore. We, we know you're going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just just play the songs. Don't make just me clap the, for 20 minutes. play the song, man. Come on, don't, Paul. Garfunkel's not here, man. Don't, just play the song. Well, that's one of the reasons I got emotional, right? Like, <laughs> Paul Simon was talking on stage. He's just like, you know, this is the first time he had done, like, Simon and Garfunkel tunes in a while. Um, He actually did some Simon and Garfunkel tunes, and he talked about how he was jealous of Art Garfunkel and how he was such a great artist, or is, is such a great <laughs> artist, and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to wrap my head around being jealous of Art Garfunkel. <laughs> well, they had a they 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 fought a lot. Yeah, they did because Paul was the one with like all the songwriting talent. Mm, but he he had such a. I think Garfunkel brought a lot of things to it, and that's what he was talking about. Right? Was like, you know, the the things that I I needed, uh, Garfunkel did. And so I've had to find that elsewhere. Yeah. And well, he was really good with harmonies, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, they're both really good together. I'm not trying to be anti Garfunkel, but just like Paul Simon, like is like so far above Art Garfunkel. It's not even funny. It's like, it's like comparing like Batman to like some regular Gotham City citizen. Uh, you just can't do it. Like mm-hmm. Paul Simon's just the man. I mean, yeah, no, Paul Simon's great. Don't get me wrong. I I, I just thought it was a, you know what a pretty the song uh, So Long Frank Lloyd Wright was about Art Garfunkel wanted to be an architect and was thinking about leaving or something. And so Paul Simon wrote that song, So Long Frank Lloyd Wright. I think it's on the Bridge Over Troubled Water album. Oh, wow. I have so that album. So Long Frank Lloyd Wright. I'm not remembering that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've seen, I got to see. The Beastie Boys. It became emotional afterwards. Jesus, you've gotten to see a lot better concerts than I. <laughs> I went and saw. Yeah, I went and saw. It was Tenacious D was the opening band. Oh my ben God. Harper and then the Beastie Boys. Holy shit! Yeah, that was a pretty phenomenal. And this is when they were all the Beastie Boys were alive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like one of their last tours. All of them together. Uh, um, geez, man, you've seen some hella good concerts. The I haven't seen that many concerts, but the best seat. And best, actually, the best concert I went to was when Modest Mouse came to the Ramada or the Ramcota in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. And it was like when they opened the doors, you could go, you just run in and go where you wanted to go. And this one guy that I met that I was talking to out in the front, he and I just bolted and got like right up front. And uh, they were just playing everything I wanted them to play. 
Yeah. Like this was years after their uh, album with Float On and all that stuff. Um, good news for people who love bad, bad news. news. Yeah. But they were playing like everything on that album. I got promoted by a cup car the other day. Yes, yes, yes. And he they just were playing, drove like, off sometimes laughs, okay? They had, they played like, they played so many great songs from that album. And it was just like everything I wanted them to play, they played. And I was so close. And then I met uh, Isaac, um, oh, fuck, I should know his name. Isaac something, <laughs> the lead singer. Uh, he signed my ticket stub. That's cool. Um yeah, that was really cool. Did you did they play satin in a coffin? Name. <laughs> did they play satin in a coffin? Because that's my favorite song yes, from that album. You were laying on the carpet like you're satin in a coffin. My favorite thing they played was Black Cadillacs. Like, oh, that Black fucking Cat. made me so happy. Yeah. I love that song. And then they played this song called um, uh, King Rat from their album, from this other album. Uh, the music video is like whales hunting humans, so it's like kind of a allegory thing I don't yeah. know. but it was really good and the beginning has like this big horn that's blown and as soon as i saw this giant horn on the stage i knew they were going to play that song so i got really excited and uh that was probably the best concert i've been to and then I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this band called gloss vegas but they opened up for u2 in europe they're like really big in europe they just didn't translate to america as much but they they played the house of blues in new orleans when i was going to school down there and i went and saw that concert and that was a phenomenal show as well Okay, and we also got to hang out with the band afterwards because they were just blown away that you could like drink openly in the streets on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Yeah, and uh, so we hung out with them for like an hour. It was just really freaking cool, and that's pretty much the extent of my concert going experience. I went to the old ninety sevens with Zach Dresch, very funny comedian, and the Flu Bug of South Dakota, and a Uh, big music lover, and a big music lover. Him, I got him into the old ninety sevens, which is probably one of my top bands. They're in the top three for sure. Um, and they, he went, to, we went to meet for pizza after, before the show. And as I was about to arrive to the pizza place that Zach had already arrived, the, the bassist was leaving the pizza place. And my, and Zach was like, Hey man, my friend is your biggest fan and he's on his way here. Can you hang out for just a few more mo- moments? You know, like, and he's yeah. like, no, I can't, but I'll see you guys at the show, you know, stuff like that. And so, uh, me and Zach are front row, like front area of this at the icon. And the lead singer is like doing this thing with his hips where he, he kind of like gyrates for the women uh-huh. in the crowd. And me and Zach are like just the two fat, you know, like <laughs> guys sitting up front, just like taking all the the prime uh, female material. <laughs> and he just at one point he just looked down and he never did it again. <laughs> I forgot to mention I saw Natalie Merchant in concert. That was actually my favorite concert. Oh, Natalie she's my Merchant. favorite. And that was in Virginia, and it, that was just very intimate. It was in like this outdoor amphitheater setting, and she, oh, she's just an angel. That was my favorite concert. I was really close. That's awesome. I like an yeah. intimate cost. I, I won tickets off of uh, the Minnesota radio station, The Current, to see Andrew Bird's in-studio performance. Do you know who Andrew Bird is? No. I think you'd like him. I think you'd dig him. He's a what viol- kind of music does he, play, does he make? He's a violinist, guitarist, uh, folk singer kind of. Oh, yeah. That sounds like something I'd really like. But he's yeah. a, also a world-class whistler. Ooh. So he he loops his violin like he's a kind of a looper um folk artist. 
So he loops his violin, plays guitar, he has a great backing band. And, wow. and then it just he's a very prolific writer. So you've got I mean, you've got albums coming constantly. I'm almost sad I've never I, I am sad I've never heard of this guy. I should have uh so I, I you're gonna say Andrew WK. <laughs> I have <laughs> I got to work with him. I got to work with Andrew WK. You gotta work with him? Yeah, so he he um he was doing the 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 party party tour. Uh huh. So yeah. this last the the election with Trump, um, the Trump one, he was doing the party party tour. He was starting his own political party called the Party Party, and oh, he wow. and he just did speaking engagements in all fifty states. <laughs> and the idea was he wanted a pizza party, so I got to be the pizza party. Like I I got a bunch of pizza donated. <laughs> <laughs> And Andrew WK ate our pizza, and we got to take a picture with him, and he signed the boxes and all that stuff. So um, it was kind of neat. But anyway, so I was saying, Andrew Bird, I got to go. So me and Chuck actually went to this uh, in-studio performance of this Andrew Bird show. And the show at First Avenue was sold out, so we couldn't see him. Like, you know, uh, and I remember calling in, and they're like, Nate, you are, you know, hey, you're the eighth caller. You win. And I'm like. OMG. I screamed <laughs> OMG on a like a hipster. <laughs> and they're like, are you a big fan? Probably people listening to that going right on, man. <laughs> and they they OMG. go, are you a big Andrew Bird fan? I was like, no, never heard of him. But I've just never won <laughs> tickets. <laughs> if he's going to be performing at your station, I'm going to like it. So it's it's fine. Uh, but so we went to that and it was it was an incredible performance. Um, and then they do like little interview texts and I've seen him four, three times since just a phenomenal musician. Just really great. Fantastic. My dogs are acting shitty right now. I apologize. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. They were behaving so well like angels that when I started the podcast and now they're. So what's your, what's your, what, my what concert would you absolutely lose your crap at? Um, I mean, could it be a possible? Could it be like an impossible concert, like they're dead now type of concert? Yeah, whatever, man. The Beatles. Yeah, just all those people that will always talk about how the Beatles are the greatest band ever. And I've met so many people since that just hate the Beatles, and anybody that hates the Beatles just doesn't have any love in their heart, like at all. I so. I I share your sentiment with wanting to see the Beatles, but there is not a time. There's not More a concert specific that I would John want Lennon. to go to. I'd rather I'd like to see John Lennon. But yeah. um I don't think I need to see the Beatles. I I think I think the studio albums do the, enough work. Do them justice. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, there's a few I'd add to the list. I'd like to see Bob Seger in his heyday when shit. he didn't look like a NASCAR fan. I'm <laughs> 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 just joking. God, this NASCAR so easy to pick on NASCAR. God damn. Um I would love to see. Well, you mentioned Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. That'd be a hell of a show because I heard he just plays for hours. He plays three hour concerts Jeez. by himself, no opening. What a, what a guy! He took requests in a stadium. Did he really? Oh my god! They ha they play a thing where you try to stump the band, and people ha bring like signs that they throw up on the stage, and he just goes through them. He goes, "Yeah, we know this one. Uh, give me a G, a C, a D. You know, like, and then burp." And then he directs the band, and then they do the song. 
Yeah, that's phenomenal. I uh, I would love to see him sing Badlands at the Badlands. How about that? Sure, sure. <laughs> Badlands National Park concert. Bruce Springsteen singing nothing but the Badlands for three straight hours. Yeah, that sounds awful. So you saw Max Weinberg on the drums? I did. Ah, see, I, I know did. Max Weinberg from Conan O'Brien when I was a kid. Yeah, Conan O'Brien. Uh, when I was a kid, and he was on right after Jay Leno. He was so funny. Nobody was funnier than Conan after Leno. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I agree. God, he was so funny. I he think, used to do the funniest bits, too. I, I think, miss Conan. I think I'd like to see Pink Floyd with uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmour. Yeah. Oh, that'd be something. You the the last like, time they played together, wasn't it at like that Live Aid thing in like 2008 or something? Or did they still hate each other? <laughs> no, they still hated each other. I think they did like a massive pink floyd concert like on the ocean like on the on the bay or something like that who do you side with more in that whole thing because roger waters seems like such a tool compared <laughs> to it is hard i don't like another brick in, i don't like uh the wall it's my least favorite pink floyd album. i like hate you a lot it's a good it's a good album don't get me wrong it's just my it's of of the pink floyd albums that i know uh that's my least favorite um, no I, I i would actually probably agree with you on that it's like the brick of the wall is a good radio pop song, but like it's not what I love about Pink Floyd. I guess. Um, I like how it's kind of critical of British uh, politics, a yeah. lot of British life and stuff, like education and all that stuff. I always love when they put the the bits from media in their songs too. Mm-hmm. Well, and which... I, I've always loved. I've always loved like you know. Um, I think it's echoes. Oh yeah, um, I've always loved. I mean and. and you know, Wish You Were Here is kind of my favorite. That's right after Sid Barrett left the band, left the world. Yeah, that song's about Sid Barrett, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like no. Lapse of Reason, too. No, um, no, it's not technically about, right, there's bits about it. Um, it's it's not a, it, the song's not about one person, right? Yeah. Is what I've I've heard in the, you know, VH1 interviews. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the music. <laughs> no, but this is a really good question because there's a lot of concerts I would love to see. I'd love to see Elton John closer. I'd love to see... Um... I want to see Elton John real bad. You haven't seen him before? No. My wife has. I'd like yeah. to I'd like to go back and see that Billy Joel Elton John concert. Oh, my God. Why hasn't the Super Bowl done those two together? Like, what the fuck? Like, well, I'm the sorry. Super Bowl tries to do something local, right? So it would have to be in New York and... England? No, 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 no. They've shoved so many shitty, stupid artists down our throat the last few years that have nothing to do with the city they're performing in. Give like me a what? break. What does the weekend have to do with Tampa? Also, He's from Tampa. Also, Maroon 5, shame on you, Super Bowl. Like, shame on all of the Super Bowl people for making us watch Maroon 5 as a halftime show when they haven't had Billy Joel and Elton John together. My God. <laughs> do you remember when we were growing up and it was like Prince and Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's Fergie. And here's here's Beyonce. Yeah, it's like the culture. I'm gay, but I'm not that gay. Fuck you. Like, no. Give me someone famous. Give me someone actually worth like that's actually going to captivate the world. The, the weekend, weekend. The weekend brought viewers that weren't going to watch the Super Bowl. Big freaking deal. That is a big freaking deal. They were all deal. coked out. They were all coked out. No, they weren't. They were. They were. I love 14. how he's talking about blinding lights, and it's like, well, all your other songs are about cocaine, so maybe that's why the lights are blinding, asshole. Uh, I like the weekend. I actually really like that song. <laughs> Bruno, Bruno Mars was fantastic. Bruno no, Mars wasn't. put on a no, clinic. He no, he wasn't. Bruno sh- Mars can suck an egg 
awful. I bet he could. He's got a great These are people vocal. that should be doing the halftime show when Gen Z is in wheelchairs. I'm sick of this shit. They they need to bring back great music to the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm so the Ugh. last few years have been so pathetically bad. Ugh. So bad. I don't. I disagree that's, with that's you so bad. Maroon Five. God, this is a like, business. It's a business. Why don't you just have me vomit in a bowl and eat it with a spoon? Maroon Five at a halftime show. Give me a break. God. Ah. So annoying. I think a lot of people uh, boycotted that year. I think oh, they good. didn't have. I don't think they had a lot of. Uh, I don't think they had a lot of options. I think. I think they were kind of like people. They're asking like, "Hey, would you do it?" And people like the NFL. No. Uh, everyone's like, no, no, no. Maroon Five's like, we'll do it. We got over here. Here, hey, we're that we're that band that's always in the five dollar CD staple bin. We'll do it. I hate Maroon Five. God, I hate Maroon Five. And that smug, arrogant, freaking man they have running their band. I would rather uh, slam my dick in a car door than watch a Maroon Five concert. I don't know about that. I do. I I'll like, do it for you and me. I, you know, I have a, I have a. I like the hits. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not interested in any, even eclipsing their B sides. Uh, but uh, you know, if it comes on the you radio. Can slam it in a Honda Eclipse. Yeah. Or who made the Eclipse? Was that Honda? No, it was Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Sorry. Y'all need to watch Fast and Furious again. Oh, jeez. That's like the. That's like the Adam Levine Maroon Five of movies. <laughs> now, I'm not. I'm not a big oh, fan of capital punishment, but you need to you need to watch what you say about the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? I do love them. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel's acting coach was literally a muffler in one of those cars. Like, I just, I can't. No, no. Those movies are so stupid. Yes. I like those Transformer okay. now, movies. Now, now, we all agree. Can you hear that, by the way? Can I hear what my dog growling? Like no, an it's idiot. it's it's Your the stop. first Friday of the month, and we've got the tornado siren. Oh no, I can't hear that. I missed that about South Dakota. <laughs> the tornado, the old tornado siren. Um, that's... Well, you guys actually had a tornado a couple years ago, right? Yeah, we had the three of them. Down. Oh my god! Yeah, took out three right. different parts of the city. Frightening. So, uh, what was I saying? So you you we I I also acknowledge the Fast and the Furious movies are completely dumb. Okay. Yes. Now moving on from them, <laughs> moving on from that fact. God, they're fun. Oh, they're fun. Movies can just be fun. Is it as? It sounds about as fun as a uh, like a oh a root canal. Listen, I, I need you to watch five and on. Like. Just watch Fast and the Furious. Can five. I get a colonoscopy instead? <laughs> Jesus. All right. Ugh, I'm God. gonna call I'll call your doctor. We'll get it scheduled. We need to watch five. You're literally telling me I need to start with Fast and Furious Five, or was it called Five Furious? They had to come up with some clever Michael Bay esque tagline for that movie. Too fast. This too time furious. we're using the whole hand, all five fingers. Yeah, hey, no, it, it was listen, it's so it's so good. Like once you yes, it's By stupid. Good, do you mean bad? It's like... stupid. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's stupid. Yes, it is absolutely stupid. But what they do with visual effects and the story of the like the fact that they like have like nine movies where they've brought in like new characters and new timelines and like twists and turns and shit like that. It's twists and turns was a intentional pun, by the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> about a movie from, <laughs> that started as drag racing. But well, here's another great car pun. I will stall before I would see that movie. <laughs> this is. I think if I could go to any concert, it would be Vin Diesel. <laughs> Just reading scripts from Fast and Furious movies as if it was music. I think I'd go to Woodstock. Act one, scene one, come up on car. Woodstock would be a great concert. I think I'd go to the first Woodstock. You know who else I'd love to see in concert is the Mamas and the Papas. Ooh, yeah. A lot of that 60s stuff, like yeah, the Spinners, the, the Beach Boys. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we yeah. can talk about this forever. All those 60s, the, the sounds of the 60s. Mm-hmm. All those one-hit wonders that wrote those psychedelic songs like Strawberry Alarm Clock, Incense and Peppermints. I would love to be at a concert like that. Or like I, Dire Straits in the 80s. I would like were... to see I would like to see like I would like to see the dead pre-Europe or just right after the Europe 72. Yeah. I would love you to like see the, the great You're a big deadhead, aren't you? Yeah. I would like to see some 70s dead. Like early to late 70s dead. It's kind of my favorite I... period of of the Grateful Dead. I'd like to see, like, uh, I guess I'd like to see Brothers in Arms tour from um, from uh, Mark Knopfler and um, his band. I just said it. God, I'm having an off day. I gotta yeah. stop hitting my vape so early in the morning. <laughs> dire Straits. Dire Straits. That, the whole Money for Nothing and uh, and uh, So Far Away. That album, Brothers in Arms. That would be a great concert to go sure. to. Yeah. I don't. I don't follow Mark Knopfler a whole lot, so I'll I'll check it in. I'll, I'll I'll put it on. I got a long trip this weekend, so I'll. Oh yeah, the whole entire album, Brothers in Arms, is just is a masterpiece. But then Sultan's a Swing is a great song by them that isn't on that album. So listen to that song too. Oh, I know that. I I'm, I'm familiar with Sultan's a Swing. I work at a guitar store. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were just talking to me for about five minutes about how great Fast and the Furious is, so I've lost all faith in you as a human being. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. We all have movies like that that are stupid that we like watching. I got to remember that. I have movies that I enjoy watching that are just stupid. Yeah. You know, because you need those in your life. You need stupid movies like that. Um, Austin Powers movies are like that for me. You know, oh, Fast and the Furious movies. They are did like not that age well. No, those did not age well. They oh, God. did Beach not Sierra. age well. I tried watching 20 minutes of an Austin Powers movie the other day. and The it... first one is the best one, of course. It, the second and third are just rehashed jokes from the first one. But the first one is, is actually quite good. But you're right. In like the Me Too era. Not even the... the Me Too era. Just in me being 30 years old now. <laughs> but... Folks, remember, this is coming from a guy that just praised the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> And I'm telling you, the Fast and the Furious movies are going to age better than Austin Powers. Oh, God. They're going to age like Paul, uh, what's-his-face, did from the franchise. Paul Walker? That's a low blow. That's a low blow. That was a tragedy. (laughs) That was a low blow. I feel like I'm going to hell now. Now? Now. Now. (laughs) Now. That's what did it? I get up to heaven and God's like, you didn't like Tokyo Drift? What? Uh, No, I think it's like, oh, you've done all this stuff, but... You bashing Paul Walker on the internet—that is, that is, that is it. Well, man, Paul Walker had uh, dandruff. They found his head and shoulders in the glove box. Hello. Ugh. That could also be used as a Dale Earnhardt joke or a Princess Diana joke. A little known fact. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe I do have coronavirus because I lost my taste. 
Well, let's land. Let's <laughs> land this plane, friend. <laughs> let's land this plane after that terribly offensive joke. No kidding. God bless I'm, Paul Walker. Uh, I might cut it out. Sorry. We'll see. What? I'm uh, with your permission. I'll probably cut it out. Oh yeah. Well, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't edit this podcast. No, we don't. We don't. No, I shouldn't have made that joke. I'm sorry. It's more funny when you make fun of Dale Earnhardt because those stupid NASCAR hicks are the only ones that get offended. Um, (laughs) I I forget. I forget that somebody was talking. I think it it was – I forget who was talking about. Someone's ex-husband had a whole room dedicated to Dale Earnhardt, and I think it was Skylar Bulk said, shouldn't it have just been one wall? (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good oh that's pretty good that's funny Uh, skylar bulks is a very funny comedian please check him out he is he is a funny comedian oh my gosh that's great all right buddy i'm actually actually doing i'm actually doing a show with skylar bulks uh the three days before this comes out so uh fantastic yeah we're gonna be in north dakota so Ooh, the Peace Garden State. The Peace Garden State. I, do, I would. I was just in North Dakota. Sorry, I know we said we were going to end, but I was just in North Dakota. Did you know it's pretty there? It's gorgeous there. Medora, North Dakota, is one of the prettiest places on the planet. I had no idea. I had been talking crap about North Dakota like my whole well, marriage. North Dakota is South Dakota's ugly little stepsister, but there are some, you know. Well, I I didn't realize the Badlands went north. Oh God, and they are all tipped with green. Like they're a beautiful. It's a more beautiful version of the Badlands. Oh hey, my you gotta God. go to Medora, North Dakota. They got a they got a miniature golf course like right in the middle of all that shit. Oh my and God. And Teddy Roosevelt's old cabin and uh, yeah. So I went to the Teddy. I was driving through the Teddy Roosevelt National Park. Yeah. It was it was gorgeous. I almost I almost I had to pull over almost. If I wasn't running yeah. late for the gig, I would have just stayed and. St- like the sun was setting over the bandlet. It was incredible. North Dakota is an absolutely beautiful state. It really I had just is. been driving through the, best, the crappy part. The best small towns you'll ever see. Yeah, but well, hey Ben, I I love you. I'm I'm I know we I know we have our have our <laughs> our bouts, but uh, I, I, I still too, I still love you. I love you too, brother. Thanks for taking the time uh, to get me up and do this. You're a wonderful person. All right, brother. We'll see you later. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Town Crier Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and find us on Facebook and whatnot. We'll have episodes for you next week.